Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Hey everyone, welcome back to a very exciting episode of the Storybox podcast. Today, my friends, I'm delighted to welcome an Australian to the Storybox. I know I don't really get to say that many, many times, but it is always a pleasure when I do get to have the chance to interview another Australian. And her name is Robbie Jan. Now, for those of you that don't know who she is, she's an Australian model. She's an expert in all things beauty, fitness, fashion, and travel as well. She has released the first episode of a highly anticipated interview series, Miracle Mindset, which was done on August 8th. Uh, Her first guest was Emma Brooks McAllister, and you can uh, check out that episode right now on YouTube. In their first episode, Robbie and Emma discuss depression, mental health, and rising above toxic friendships and bullying, which we do actually dive into with in regards to Robbie's story and what she's been through, uh, which is uh, quite incredible, actually. The new interview-based talk show will focus on a variety of topic topics from fashion to fitness to mental health as well. And confirmed guests for season one include Emma uh, Brooks McAllister, as I mentioned before, Olivia Pontoon, uh, and Alex Costa, which happens to be her boyfriend too. Now, for those of you that don't know who Alex Costa is, the guy knows fashion. I mean, you can go look at uh, his his uh, videos over on YouTube, but I used to watch them all the time when I was trying to figure out how I should dress and all that sort of fun stuff. But uh, this conversation was a lot of fun speaking with Robbie and all things uh, re- revolving around mental health, uh, mind, body, and soul as well, how she grew up and so much more. So I know you guys are going to really love Robbie and all things that she is doing in the world, but please go and share this one around with your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one too. Before you go, don't forget to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a huge way in helping support not only the story box, but letting our guests know what you thought of their appearance on the show too and their story, which is also 
uh, very valuable. Uh, also, my friends, I would greatly appreciate it if you can subscribe to the Storybox newsletter. Uh, links all available in the show notes below. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into the Storybox and listen, learn, and grow from the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the story of none other than Robbie Jan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. So honored to be here and also excited to be chatting with another Aussie. Yes. Thank you so much for actually saying you're a fan of my show. You're already in my good books just by saying yeah. that. <laughs> so <laughs> off to a great start already. Uh, but it's it's great to have you here, Robbie, and and really, really do mean everything that I said. All your all your work is honestly amazing. And I've also enjoyed the conversations you have had with Alex. So thank you both for making that. If Alex, you are listening to this. Uh, the, the very first question that I do have for you, Robbie, is a question that I, I love asking all my guests at the very start. And I'm kind of curious to hear your response to it. What does success look like for you? I mean, gosh, that's such a big question. But for me, success is overall happiness. So I'm not just talking about one facet of your life. I'm not just saying just in your job or just your family life or whatever it is. It's overall happiness. So it's achieving some level of happiness in all of those areas. When in your life was the time that you actually realized this was success? Has it been this gradual thing over your life or was it more of a, a catalyst moment somewhere? I think it was a catalyst moment. I think, you know, we go to school and it's so drilled into us. You go to university, you get a job, you get, you, you earn a good, a good amount of money and then you have a good life. And I did all of that, right? Like I went to university, I did my degrees and, you know, now I'm not even using them. And, and you know, it, that, it, that that's just not what happiness is, you know, at all. Because as soon as that's gone, like if you put your identity and your value into whatever that is, as soon as that area of your life has changed or that thing is gone, then you're not happy anymore. So I think it's actually an overall happiness, not just one area. Yeah. I've, I've found that too, as well. Like when I wanted to be a filmmaker growing up, if you can tell from my background, yes. I put all my identity and my worth basically in that. And when that didn't happen, it's just like, yeah. who am I anymore? Uh, I mean, I went mm-hmm. to business college, got the business degree, not really using it to be honest. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm curious for you, what was your degree in the first place and what kind of led you to going to university? Well, I've always been passionate about dentistry. My dad's actually a dentist. So I kind of grew up in that space. Um, I'm one of six kids and all of us growing up, you know, very academic. Um, We, I mean, I have two siblings who are literally genius level, um, you know, so always it's been about academics for us. And I think we all kind of followed in my parents' footsteps a little bit in that way in the health space. So I wanted to um, do dentistry. Um, I went to university. I graduated um, with a degree called oral health therapy. Um, They actually don't have it here in the United States, which is really, really sad. I miss it. Um, But when I graduated, I worked full-time in cosmetic dentistry. My dad was my, my mentor. And we basically just did like small transformations and there's something, you know, really powerful in being able to change someone's mindset when it comes to the dentists. So um, that was, yeah, that was my, my whole other life before social media. Very nice. So what kind of led you into the, the world of social media? 
Well, it's actually funny because I started taking over the social media for the dental practice that we had. So I was like showcasing before and afters of, of literally small transformations that I did. So I would take a photo before um, and then after, like after we've done a filling or a clean or whatever it was that I was doing on that patient. And our business, um, I mean, our business skyrocketed because people love to see these things. They're interested in, you know, you're telling a story and you're also showcasing your work Um you know, so now you're not just like a name in the industry, people can see the work that you're doing. And when I was able to see like the power in social media, I was like, hang on, like, I actually really enjoy this. Um, maybe that's more here. I do have to ask you, how is my teeth is in the smile? <laughs> is that a curiosity? You're glowing. Look, I mean, it looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Another, another plus in my good books already. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested in like you, you do have this amazing platform in social media. Did you find it difficult to start your own brand? I mean, it's kind of, it's different to working with an actual business brand or is it like, did you find a, a, a difference between them? There is definitely a huge difference. I think when you're working for a business and you, it's, it's easier to set goals, you know, cause you know exactly what it is, but often, and you know, you know, and so many of us at home as well know that when you're in a situation, it's hard to look outside of it. You know, you're in this glass and it's hard to be on the other side of it. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes it is overwhelming. And of course um, that's where, you know, being organized and actually treating it like a business yeah. rather than just, you know, you're not just taking photos of yourself. And that's what so many people think, um, but there's so much more to it. And you're actually building connections connections with people and your audience and hopefully making some somewhat of a, um, a lasting impact. Mm. So how do you keep your mind safe from all those bullies or all those people on there that comment all this crazy negative stuff? Have you Have you been faced with that before? I definitely have, you know, I think as soon as you put yourself out in a public, you know, a public platform, um, of course, where there's good, there's going to be bad as well. So I've definitely faced um, hate. Um, it's like, you know, um, it's like the bullies at school, you know, it's like, except now they can come home with you. They're there all the time. So um, when it first happened to me, I remember it was actually when I first started dating Alex um, was the first time I started experiencing hate. And it was actually, he, he's, he's a very big YouTuber and he has a lot of like super fans. So when um, we kind of first went public around two years ago, people were like, she's not as pretty as your ex-girlfriend or blah, 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 or whatever it is. And you kind of take these things on. And if you do that, you know, then you just end up carrying this, this like backpack of like other people's opinions, you know? So I think it comes down to just staying in your lane and exactly what we said earlier, knowing your worth. Um, mm. And, you know, you don't know these people, so um, just water off a duck's back. You have to ignore it. Mm. Now, having having that said about you mm. I mean, and creating this kind of mindset of resiliency and just saying, you know, water off a duck's, duck's back, you know, that's not always an easy thing to kind of create, especially if you are going through it. So how mm. have you been able to create that sort of mindset? You have to catch yourself when you're having these negative thoughts, you know, um, recently I saw a comment and it was so funny. It was like literally the other day and I read it to Alex and it was this person and he, had, he was like, 
wow, look at your thunder thighs. He's like, your, he's like, your time as an influencer is running out. People aren't going to follow you if you're not hot. And I just read that and I was like, wait, I'm going to put it on weight. And I started to second guess myself. And it's these toxic thoughts that slide into your mind, but you have to take control of your mindset. So when you start having these thoughts, you just, you literally have to be powerful enough to stop it. You have to stop it in its tracks. And um, otherwise it just takes you to a dark place where you don't want to go. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with those dark places? Absolutely. I mean, I think all of us at some stage in our lives struggle with mental health or, um, you know, unwarranted opinions from other people. Um, you know, that can be people that we work with, our siblings, our family, um, online online trolls, you know, it's, it's all, it all hits you the same. Um, so, of course, I've struggled with those dark places. Um, and it's only since I've gotten older um, that I've realised that if you take on what other people say about you, like you're, you're never going to be strong in who you are. Like you're never going to be completely um, happy. And in, as we talked earlier about successful, that, that your happiness goes into that. You're never going to be happy if you're trying to, you know, please everybody. And um, if you are taking on those things, people say about you, then, you know, you're, you're never going to be fulfilled because everyone's always going to have an opinion. Yeah. What has Alex taught you about helping your, your mental health? He, he's really good. Um, he, he's, he's been in the social media space a lot longer than me. He's been on YouTube for over 10 years. Um, so he's had a lot more experience dealing with that than I have. Um, he, like, he doesn't even entertain it at all. You know, if he's getting, you know, a mean message or a DM or, you know, a comment, he's just going to block that person. You know, he's not going to sit there and respond to them. Whereas, um, and that's, and that comes from a place of security. Whereas if you're feeling insecure, sometimes you feel like you have to justify yourself. So sometimes I'll sit there and people will say, you know, oh, you're this or you're this or, and I'm like, well, no, I'm not like I have university degrees and I'm very smart. Like you feel like you have to justify yourself, but you don't have to do that. So that's been definitely an incredible thing that I've learned from him. Mm. What, what would you say has been the most vulnerable moment for you in your life? Oh man, I, I honestly, I would have to say, um, and I mean, everyone at home doesn't know, but I was actually married for a really long time. I was married for nearly five years and I went through an incredibly like messy, um, very hurtful divorce. And I think that was the, probably the darkest time of my life because um, I'd put so much of my identity as a person, as Robbie into, um, into this person and into my job and into that relationship. So again, when it wasn't there, I kind of fell apart and I was flailing, like trying to figure out what am I, who am I, who is Robbie without this person? So, um, I think, you know, um, God is good and his grace is good. And, um, um, definitely learned a lot after that. (laughs) Amen to that. I mean, I kind of, I didn't go through a divorce, but I went through a a difficult breakup in 2019 And you're right, like I did the the dumb thing of putting my entire worth, my purpose, my identity, everything that I was, uh, value, uh, and I thought that I never would be loved again by anyone into yeah. this one girl. And I thought, you know, nothing's going to break us apart. And then all of a sudden it did. So when the relationship broke, I kind of crumbled along with it. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, I think it was a blessing in disguise because that sort of took me along the journey of finding who, who Jay really was and mm-hmm. uncovering all those, like what my purpose is, who, who am I, what do I really want to do yeah. in life? So, you know, I appreciate you being vulnerable with me and, and sharing that you did go through that and, and for my audience. Um, but how did you uncover your worth again? 
honestly, it's a slow process. And I remember when I was going through, when I went through this breakup, um, you know, you have, it's, it's like anything you ever knew flow. You have good, you have good days and you have bad days. So, um, I remember one day I was having a bad day and I was actually at home and my mom had come over and she said this comment that at the time it really, it ticked me off. Like I was so livid at her. I can still experience the emotion now. That's how angry it was. She said, she's like, sometimes you have to pretend to be okay until one day you're not real until one day you realize you're not pretending anymore. And I was just like, at the time I was like, you like have no idea. You've never been through a divorce mom. Like you don't know. And then like literally six months later, like, I just like, I was like thinking about that conversation for whatever reason it popped into my mind. And I was like, I was like, wow, like I did pretend to be okay. Like you show up and you, you get dressed and you show up at work and you, you keep showing up and showing face and being positive, even though that's not necessarily how you feel. And then one day you genuinely, you don't even realize, but you actually aren't pretending anymore. Yeah. So, um, that was like a really massive turning point for me. The moment that I realized like, okay, I'm not actually pretending anymore. Like I'm not totally okay. Um, you know, but I'm not pretending that I'm okay anymore. So yeah. Did that affect, did that whole situation, did that affect your confidence? Oh, of course. Of course it did. Because um, when you put your value in a person and they betray you, um, it was a really, really horrible betrayal for me. Um, and you, it, it kind of, it takes a, a hit on your self-worth because then you, you start to question yourself. You're like, was I not enough? Was I not pretty enough? Was I not this enough? You know, And then you question yourself. And, you know, I, it's, it's now that I've come to realize like that wasn't a shortcoming in me, you know, it was a shortcoming in another person. So mm. I think, um, it did affect my confidence, but now I'm able to look back on it. And like you said, it is a blessing when you can like look back at these situations and these times that like you thought were going to kill you, but you know, you kind of made it. <laughs> Hindsight is always uh 2020 or bliss yeah. as they say. And yeah. it's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie, were you scared to get into another relationship after the the first one sort of broke? Oh my gosh, of course, you know, and I think that's where um, communicating with that person is is so key. And um, Ali, and of course, when we first started dating, I had these insecurities. Um, and sometimes you can project those insecurities on another person, but that can actually damage that relationship, you know. Um, and just because another person's done something to you. And I think we're all guilty of that, um, holding on to things from the past. And there's this like really incredible quote that said, so much of life is not about learning, but it's about unlearning. And I have to remind myself of that quote sometimes because there's times like, you know, um, you, you find yourself being suspicious or scared or like wanting reassurance, but you know, it's all like, it's all from like assumptions and part of you that was hurt in the past, but it's not actually valid. So mm-hmm. unlearning behaviors is important guys. Unlearning. Yes. It's kind of like, uh, I have a friend of mine, I was talking to him just recently about surrender and mm-hmm. that for me was by far the hardest thing I had to learn because I didn't want to surrender. I didn't want to, accept or unlearn all those negative things and then I guess relearn all the positive things into my life like who I really was and what Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do and and vice versa so uh, I'm I'm curious like how have you been able to accept or I, I guess be better at surrendering in your life if that question makes sense um I mean 
I'm, I'm a Christian. And I think that for me is a huge thing. I genuinely believe that, um, like God has a plan and a purpose for my life and I can't, um, live out that plan and his purpose for my life. If I try to take control of the wheel, you know, um, and so, so much of us, so many times something happens and we try to control it. And there's only so much that we can do, you know, you can't, I can't change the way this person thinks about me or what this person is saying, but what I can change is the way I react. So for me, a big part of, um, learning to surrender and also becoming more peaceful as well is, um, is genuinely um, just working on the way I respond to things because that's what I do have control over. Mm. I'm a Christian too. So thank you for, for oh, sharing cool. that. that yeah, that's awesome. even, even better. <laughs> so kind of, uh, I want to ask you this question now, when in your life, when you least expected God to show up in a big way that he did and it challenged your perspective of who he is. Oh, this is a good one. And I can, I can pinpoint this exact moment. So when I was younger, I was actually 13 and, um, I'm a dual citizen. My dad's American. My mom's Australian. I was living in the U S I was doing like a gap year for grade nine. I was living over here. Um, not a gap year exchange year. Sorry. Um, and actually got in a massive car crash and I ended up breaking C5 and C6 in my neck. And, at this time, I was just like so beaten down and so discouraged. And the doctors told me like, they're like, you should never walk again. Um, but like miraculously, like you're going to like be totally okay. Like, and I just remember at that exact point, I just like felt there's like peace come over me mm-hmm. and there was no, like there should have been no peace. Like I was in hospital, like, you know, the beep is going off around you and nurses and doctors and everyone's panicking. My family's on the phone. And like, I just felt so peaceful. I just felt God like say like, there's more for you. And that was like a a moment where I like took that faith as my own, which was really cool. Like it went from being something that my parents taught me, you know, something that was like, oh, we're going to church on a Sunday or we're going to say this Bible verse. And I was like, whatever, I don't really care. But at that point I was like, whoa, like this is real. Like this is way more than I thought. And like ever since then, like, you know, of course, like I I fail all the time. I fail more than most, but um, it's definitely been like an underlying thing for me. So, yeah, I, I can relate to, that aspect I wear on my wrist. Uh, it's called trust in the Lord. Oh, and cool. there's been moments in my life, very similar to you where I've had to surrender to trusting God <laughs> in my life and, and his leading. And then he has, he's never steered me wrong. I've known yeah. he's never steered me wrong. So thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, um, but- I'm interested in the story of how in the world you met Alex. Oh, he actually slid in my DMs. Oh, so I, know, and, <laughs> I know. Um, and you know what? It was so funny because um, at the time, like I had gone through this, like this divorce and I was just not in a place where I wanted any type of relationship. And he DMs me and he was like so opposite. And at this time I was like still doing dentistry full time. Like my world, like my world was like scrubs and like my family and like, and he's like in the fashion space. He's just, you know, he, um, he, he, you know, hair and YouTube and all of these things. And he's so different. And when he DM me, I was like, I was like, okay, he's prettier than me and he has a nicer hair than me, but okay. Didn't, didn't quite reply at first. And then, um, he responded to something and it was like very clever what he said. And it got my attention. I was like, that was funny. And, um, I replied to him and then straight away, he was like, uh, he was like, um, can we FaceTime? And I was like, excuse me. I was like, no one in Australia has, would, I just don't see any Aussies being like, can we FaceTime? Like on like your second DM, like it just wouldn't happen. 
Um, and I was like, yeah, like, okay. And then um, we just like, I don't know, we just had this thing of insane connection. Like we really did. And I was like, okay. I like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not really thinking too much about it. You know, this isn't someone I'm going to move across the world for, but I actually had a trip coming up to the US. And I told him, I was like, I'm actually going to be there in about a month. And he's like, well, can I take you out? And I was like, okay, like, all right, let's do it. My first ever blind date ever. So I showed up and I had two of my friends with me to like, make sure he was like safe. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, he's still meeting someone off the internet. You need to be safe. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Like it was game over at that point. I was like, this guy is incredible. Oh, like, whoa. So that was it. <laughs> then, so the moment you met him, you knew that you wanted to be with him. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was literally like instantaneous. Yeah, we just had this like crazy connection and we we're like sitting in the back of an Uber and we just had this moment of like crazy chemistry. Like, you know, it was like um, when you're like 16 and sitting in a movie theater and you're like hands are sitting next to each other and like, so we hold hands and it was kind of like that. And I was like, I've never felt like nervous around a man like this. Like, and I, yeah, so and it's, it's been great. So I'm really, really blessed. He's an amazing man. So had you had watched his videos before actually meeting him? No, heck no. Like I, I'm not interested in, like I, I had never really been interested in like obviously men's fashion and men's hair. So I had never heard of him like at all. Um, so no, not really. Um, wasn't, wasn't too interested in that. I looked at his Instagram and, you know, at the time he was a lot smaller than he is now. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, he's like, he's a, he's a, he's a good looking man. We'll see what happens, but never expected, you know, to move across the world for him, but yeah. Wow. Know, very blessed. How long ago was this? Like nearly two years ago now. Wow. Congratulations, you two. I mean, it's a, it's a great story. And Alex, well done for sliding into the DMs. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, what, what, have you, what have you learned about real relationships and real beauty from being in a relationship with Alex? Do you know what I don't, I think when you're in a toxic relationship for so many years, like you, and you don't realize it's toxic. It's only when you're out and you're being treated respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I think you realize you're like, wait, this is like, this is what it could be like. This is how happy I could be. Like, this is normal. And you, you know, a bunch of those ties come off your life and you realize like what it, that you, you were meant for more and that, um, like it's, it's, it's better to be, what I learned from that was it's better to be alone and to be completely happy than to be in a relationship where you're consistently settling. And um, I'm really lucky that, you know, literally the first person that I started dating seriously was just like this incredible person. So, Yeah. You have this incredible show that you have started. Uh, can you share a little bit more about why you decided to start the show in the first place and what that has taught you so far about yes. life? So it's, um, it's, it's somewhat similar to, um, going to be about kind of what your podcast is. It's, it's called Miracle Mindset. Um, it's living on my YouTube. It's a series. So my first season is going to be 10 episodes. I've done six at the moment. And, um, we just also got released on Spotify and Apple podcasts and everything, but it's going to basically focus on the men's on mental health, the power of the mind. Um, and it's also just going to be sharing a spotlight on some of our favorite creators. Um, like you said earlier, we had like Emma and Olivia and a bunch of incredible people that we look up to. 
But we, so much of what we see is like, you know, curated or funny or silly, but there's so much depth to these people, these men and these women, and they go through adversities the same as we do. Um, so um, it's, it's, it's really encouraging to hear stories from people and how they overcame what they've been through um, and the lessons they've learned. So that, that's really um, a big goal of the podcast is to showcase that. Have you found it challenging to not only start it, but also keep it going so far? Um, only because of my travel schedule, like, like, you know, um, for example, we're going to Brazil, like literally, um, this week. So like that, that does make it challenging. Um, but, um, I'm really lucky being in LA. Um, I have like an incredible, um, group of friends and, um, a great network here who um, have so much value to offer. So no shortage of guests, but shortage of time is the, is the main thing. Amazing. Uh, a couple more questions for you, Robbie. I really do appreciate your time and I know how very how busy you are. Um, this is a question that I'm very curious to hear your response in. What do you love the most about yourself and your story? Oh, I've, no one's ever asked me that question. That's, that's interesting. Um, uh, I honestly want to say one of the things I probably respect about myself the most is that I persevere. And I think, you know, being consistent and persevering in the face of adversity that, you know, we all go, whatever it is that we're going through is so important. And that's a great strength of character. And that's something that um, I hope I can keep doing. Um, you know, you, how many times do we get knocked down and sometimes we just give up and walk away? But, um, and I, sometimes I catch myself doing that, but that's definitely been one of the things I do love most about myself is that, you know, I'll keep, keep getting knocked down, keep getting knocked down, but I learn every time. So, um and I'm so sorry. What was the second half of the question? What do you love the most about your story? My story. Um, I would say now, now because I have been through the situation, I think of this like incredible breakup, which is not normal for like, you know, this divorce that I got divorced uh, after being married for nearly five years at, you know, at 25, not many people have been through that. So it kind of gives me a whole different fast in my life. Like I feel like I've lived a number of different lives. So in some ways, I think it gives me um, some like some some sort of wisdom. And I think, you know, um, if I can, help, you know, help anybody go through that or help anybody realize that their worth is not in that relationship or if they, they're going to be OK and encourage people in that space, then that, you know, then that makes it all worth it. Mm, I love how you said when you get knocked down, you get back up. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite Bible verses, I've actually written my first book revolving around this particular verse. Um, yeah. Though it's Isaiah 40 verse 31. I've got like it on my Eagle journal. Journal. Sorry for those people watching. My dog bit it. It's, it's a funny story. But uh, it's basically those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up like wings like eagles. They will I'm butchering my own damn verse. Sorry, I'll start again. <laughs> Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yeah. And it just reminded me of being on what I like to call the path of an eagle. And that's mm -hmm. what really life is about, that every single time you do get knocked down, you allow those challenges to give you the wind beneath your wings so then you can get back up and then you can soar higher than you did before. And I'm so grateful that you actually have done that and you keep on going no matter what. You mentioned the word perseverance. Not a very easy thing to do for any stretch of the imagination, especially when we go through those difficult times. So, Robbie, you know, well done. I can't commend you highly enough for that. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm excited to read your book. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Thank you. Um, for well, it's, it's not uh, not published yet, but <laughs> hopefully one day it will be, but we're getting there. But um, Robbie, my, where can people find you firstly, connect with you, learn more about you and, and uh, yeah. Well, all my socials are Robbie Jan and um, I post vlogs on YouTube and obviously my, my, my podcast Miracle Mindset as well. And then TikTok and Instagram as well. So I'm on I'm on all the platforms. You can't get rid of me. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep plodding along. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not hard to find people. So Google's your best friend in this equation as well. Uh, yeah. Robbie, my final question for you. This is my all-time favorite question. I ask everyone at the end of all my conversations. They're very similar to what I do in the first question. But anyway, it's a hypothetical one. Uh, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your mm-hmm. friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, wow. Um, honestly, I would love for it. To, I would love. Oh, that's a, I mean, it's so tough. You know, it's so funny because I knew, I've listened to the podcast. I should, I really should have like, I guess, planned this a little bit better, this answer, but, and, um, I would just say that she persevered, you know, she, she was there and I would, I would love to be, um, genuinely present, like in, in all, all of my, my circles lives in my, in my friends and my family. Like I never want to just be there and just existing. Like I really want to have lived and to be in a part and genuinely made a difference, um, with those people. So I think that's, that's probably my answer. Perfect send-off message. Robbie Jan, thank you so much for your time today and for your story and for joining me on the Storybox podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time when we dive back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.